0: can be a huge part of the holidays is yes. letting go of you know the stress of like decorating things perfectly and meals perfectly yep. meals being perfect everything yeah. looking exactly so yep christmas cards being perfect like all the things that were you know over the years uh, we, and we love and we enjoy but you have to be okay with just your own form of self-care is loving certain things that you know you can love like a form of self-care for me was starting my holiday decorating sooner because I do love the decorations but it's really freaking stressful to try to do it all in one day so I'm spreading it out this year you. you know just realizing where my stress levels lie has been really important for me because my body's like just you need to chill out you're done <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. We're, we're so happy to record today after tech,
1: technical difficulties. <laughs> today, everything here. is cooperating as far as we understand.
0: So we are I here. I feel like as much as I'm know that technical difficulties are a part of this it's just how things go it still stresses me out every time well Well, and there's
1: like there's all the more uncertainty when we're recording remotely too which you guys know after the last few episodes is like our new thing we record remotely which is definitely helpful for the schedule but makes me real sad
0: and it also adds a level of stress that I wasn't expecting (laughs) (laughs) Like all the things have to work. Well, for instance, my computer just turned off. Like it just it gave me a blue oh, the screen. The last it time we were Oops. recording, yeah, yeah. And it was like, what do you do with that? I mean,
1: but these are these moments where your technology fails, and you're just like, well, that's my sign that I need to stop for the day.
0: <laughs> Here's your sign. That was my sign. I literally was like, I I Voxed Cassie and said, peace out, dude. But like <laughs> we were close to the end of the episode, and it was it was so tragic. It didn't save. Anything that I'd done because we had been recording for like what 45 minutes or so,
1: but that's the only time we've ever lost an entire episode.
0: That's true. So, that's I true. mean,
1: I'm I feel like it's bound to happen. I feel like 28 at 28, 20, 30, 30 episodes in, like that's that's cool. I'm cool with that.
0: So, this brings me to ask you, Cassie, what do you do when you are just having a rotten no good day and you've realized it and you just something needs to change something you know you're just realizing this day is awful okay and i'm stressed i'm frustrated what do you tell me what do you do so
1: my answer to this question of the no good rotten day is twofold so if i'm mm. by myself and it's a work day
0: oh there's so a caveat let's by be real or not
1: right right, right. <laughs> so if it's always a work day like let's be real it's always a work day but uh Usually. and not just because things are going wrong but because i work every day <laughs> in some way. And so, uh when I am ha- having a really bad day, I honestly really like to use music to really turn things around. And this has been quite a process for me to learn over the years because it's not easy for me to shut off my my work mode or like stop listening to a podcast or stop listening to an audiobook, which is kind of where I tend to lean to, in the middle of a workday unless I'm having to write copy myself. Like I can't listen to someone talking while I'm trying to write copy.
0: Too, too <laughs> for, many voices in my head. Too many voices.
1: <laughs> I already have enough of those in my head <laughs> at any given time. So, uh, <sighs> so I, I switching to music really helps with that. And part of that, honestly, for me is like just literally having a dance party to some excellent 90s hip-hop that's probably 90s more hip-hop often... than... <laughs> dance
0: party. I can I can that's literally see it in my more often down.
1: than not where is there a would... running
0: man in there somewhere
1: oh no 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 <laughs> Mm-mm. no no nope. like there's some bougie dancing going on
0: oh my goodness I would totally <coughs> bust out the the ridiculous dances because it, for... it would loosen me up
1: for real so dancing dancing for I sure. love that and then if my family is home my kid, man, that kid can just pull me out of any sort of funk.
0: I'm- My goodness. Seeing him the other day, I hadn't seen little man in a few months. And Cassie and I, I got a chance to impromptu show up to an event that she had done. And her little man showed up. And I I waved at him. And he put his arms out to me. I'm like, oh, is he? He ran and he up did. to you he and gave on. you a
1: big old hug.
0: And I just melted into a pile of putty. I was just like. Oh my, I can totally see how he just makes your day sunshine and rainbows and 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 puppies.
1: They're so, children are so perceptive. Like he knew that like he knows, like he knows when I need Mm -hmm. like a little, little toddler squeeze or a moment to laugh or whatever. And so, yeah, he helps me get out. He helps me get outside myself and just, uh, be and be present with him. So he will he will he'll bring me out of any uh, kudos any, to you for any funk that. really yeah and yeah, kudos
0: to you big time i think well that's i'm not of the i'm not good, good at recognizing
1: well and i'm not good at doing that on my own getting myself out of a funk i'll be like i'm fine i'm always fine it's fine <laughs> and then it's until it's not You remember fine. what
0: that stands for right <clears throat> no i'm just not gonna repeat it it's there's some cuss it's, words in it's it. um
1: yes <laughs> Not that but we it's don't have the explicit you- rating for saying badass in our <laughs> intro on this, uh, on this podcast, but yeah. Oh, and I have to what tell ifs? everybody for those of you who watch my Instagram, <laughs> for those of you who watch my Instagram stories, this will be two weeks past, but, uh, the day before we recorded this, we're recording this episode, my son sat down in my chair. I was writing show notes last night for our podcast that released t- today, um, on gratitude episode 27. If you haven't checked it out check it out uh but I was writing the show notes and he I had my big headphones on and he said I want to put the headphones on and talk to Genevieve and I said okay buddy so he plopped into my chair put the headphones on and did like a shout out and he was like hi Lucy hi Paxton oh my word hi, Genevieve <laughs> and I, I threw it on Instagram oh, stories and I literally got like 20 DMs after that did
0: you yeah. oh my god yeah so he, thing ever. he
1: just loves being involved in this process, too. And, and you will.
0: Did, so did you get that recorded? Yes. That is the best thing ever is going back and listening to their little voices when it's been recorded or seeing their little faces. And it's kind of a candid moment. It's not, you know, contrived in any way. It's just oh, so good for the mama heart. Yes. Tell you they what. say
1: they're really good entertainment. They say pretty hilarious so things. True. <laughs> Okay. So, So what about you? When you are having the worst day ever, and you're just over it, how do you how do
0: you deal? I I similar fashion, but for me, it almost doesn't matter what method I'm using. I kind of just have to all stop. Like, I just have to all stop to redirect my mind, Mm -hmm. redirect kind of the energy of the day. It could be I could go for a walk. I could take a bath. I could. Uh, listen to music. I particularly enjoy busting out my record player because it just makes me happy. I love and that I you recently... have a record player. Oh my gosh, that was the fun. It, I, I think,
1: think you're I've more had... of a hipster than you might think you are.
0: I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> but it, it well, the, the obsession that happened before I got the record player was, I felt like there was all these, like I kept running into people playing records and situations and it was just this mild obsession that I just couldn't stop thinking about and for like six months I wanted a record player so badly and I just waited for my birthday so not patiently but patiently but the coolest part is this is kind of a long story but this will circle around in a second my (laughs) my mom uh, had to sell quite a bit of her belongings when she moved up from California a few um, probably like four years ago and it was unexpected it was you know it was we just need to get to back up to to Oregon and a box got left behind in the state sale and it was my childhood videos oh. of me and my family it was our family videos from childhood and all of her records
1: oh no that she's
0: been collecting since her teen years like since since she's had records in her life she's been collecting records and it was kind of traumatic for her and uh and it was the, the whole thing was kind of traumatic for her. And it was and then realizing that the, the box was got left behind was just almost more than she could handle sort of a thing. Fortunately, she's got a lot of pictures still, but those That's videos, so you know, and so when I got the record player, I looked at my mom and I was like, you know what this means, right? And she was just like, what does this mean? I'm like, you know, we're, we're going to start hunting for your records that you love. And she just said, oh, like she didn't she had this moment of like, yes, oh my gosh yes we're doing this and so about a week and a half ago we went to um we went to a couple of record stores and just started piling through like their Christmas collections because that was the other thing she'd collected Christmas favorites and we found some amazing really obscure things that she had loved and she's just I mean had these moments of like I couldn't believe it so it's like so we've been playing records often lately and so record playing kind of plays into like my de-stress moments but it's I think what I really wanted to get at was that I have to all stop. I cannot continue steamrolling through a day. And I don't know if this is just me or if other people experience this, but if I keep steamrolling through a day, that's pretty bad. It just piles up and it gets worse. Mm. And it's like, it's like, I'm not stopping to deal and acknowledge the day. And so it just gets worse. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like I said, I like to not stop and deal and then just plow right through. And it doesn't necessarily end up, you know, after like after a certain point it doesn't end up necessarily being a productive day it just ends yeah. up probably being a wash but for me i have to i have to get a, like a good hard reset and then try to get back at salvaging the day so i don't have to say that that whole day was a crapshoot. crap shoot but you know sometimes it just is so
0: yeah i i try to do the same thing like if i if i can salvage the day i will but For me, the hardest part is acknowledging that it's a bad day Mm. because like my positive nature, I just want to be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. That, that, that kind of sucked, but we're, we're good.
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, it just goes back to the thought process that it's okay to not be okay. And I think it's very difficult for us to marinate and be in that space. Mm -hmm. It's really uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable, but it's probably less uncomfortable than just simply like sweeping whatever it is under the rug and not acknowledging. Yeah. Um, I, I feel not like being okay.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where you don't want to address the elephant in the room. And then once you do, it really truly is. Everything's fine. Everything's better mm-hmm. because you've acknowledged it and you can like manage it, but until you acknowledge it. So, I mean, honestly, a, a rotten, no good day is really just about step one. <laughs> acknowledge it's a bad day <laughs> acknowledge it's a terrible day yes and just be okay with it being a bad day and that it's it's a moment in time and it's everything there's always fresh starts and new everything and and that is really important for my my mental health let me tell you <laughs> mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing i think it's important for more people to share their differences and be having these conversations and so that way when somebody else is having a bad day you can say you know what.
1: I'm going to dance alone. party like Cassie. I'm,
0: I'm going to a Running a dance Man. Dance
1: party. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't do the Running Man. It's way more bougie <laughs> than Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so perfect. I I love um, our intro today, and I I'm so excited for our episode today. Just talking about managing stress for the holidays and really focusing on enjoying the holidays rather than talking about beating stress I I hate the concept of beat the holiday stress because it's just like it's gonna be there and you're probably not gonna beat it but you can (laughs) use some tools to to protect it to protect yourself, yeah, manage that stress, and, yeah. you know, find space for the things that maybe are stressful, but still incredibly enjoyable, and... Create healthy expectations, like... Oh my gosh, all the man, things. All the so, things. So, we're going to just chat about a few things that uh, we do around our holidays, or try to do. <laughs> That's kind of the key there. Do we really try to do? We aim <laughs> to, for it. Yeah, to help manage <laughs> holiday stress, and... I think it's a difficult time of year because so many of us have... We have the extra familial stress, but we also have additional stress from traveling. and Which is stressful by itself. <laughs> yes. Let alone and put a holiday in there. We've got some um, healthy travel tips for you um, in a previous episode that we can reference in the show notes for you. So check that out if you're traveling a lot this holiday season. Um, but, you know, we're we're heading into a season where... It's difficult to deal with family and friends.
0: Uh, every everybody yes. <laughs> everybody
1: demanding your time, um, and I think so much of what we've tried to do over the years is really set boundaries around travel to you know spend time with friends and family during the holidays, and really honestly, we won't travel during the actual holidays. We will travel near holidays. Um, before or after the holiday season yeah but we just we just don't um and we're very very fortunate that the majority of our family lives within honestly like 15 20 minutes um of where we live now but I remember when we lived in Colorado and we would have to if we wanted to see our family for the holidays we'd have to travel and come home And that was so incredibly stressful. And it wasn't even, you know, we were the ones who had to come and join everybody because everybody was based out here in Oregon. Mm -hmm. But the most stressful piece of it is when you, when we came home, everybody was so demanding of our time while we were there that it never felt like quality time. Oh yeah. You know, it was, oh, visit, visit each side of the family. And then each side of the family has multiple Christmas get togethers. And then there's a New Year's thing. Oh, but you have a New Year's thing with your friends and your family. And then there's New Year's Day. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And, And, you know, back in that stage in life, we were pretty young and was a time where we still wanted to please everyone. And boy, we did everything. And now, now I would never do any of that. Yeah. Right. Oh, none of it. So we try to 2020, isn't it? Yeah. So I think just, you know, everybody's, everyone's schedule and preferences are going to be different here, but just determining when you will and won't travel, I think can be so helpful during the holiday season and just deciding that in advance. And if you let your family like unapologetically, let your family know let's plan to get together in January or let's try to celebrate Thanksgiving um, and Christmas at the same time, like in between the two holidays or whatever it is that works for you. Finding that, that happy medium.
0: So that makes a lot of sense. And I, I I can relate on some fronts because I, I didn't, I didn't live super far from my family, but my husband's family doesn't live here. And so when we try to see them for holidays, it's, you know, after the second kid, we were like, okay, this is, (laughs) this is much more intense with more children, even though there's only two of them, it's still, but we had to have that, that conversation and that talk of we'll, we'll come when it's a little easier to come and schedule things. Like this year we did like a family reunion and it was amazing And I love that. Instead of trying to like dash around and do all the holiday parties, it was like five days, you know, five nights, six days, just all the time together. And I felt like that the quality behind that was more impactful anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, there were no gifts involved. Well, Lucy's birthday was, and so they brought gifts for Lucy, but (laughs) you know, there was no like gift exchange or like crazy expectations. It was just, we just want to spend time together. And so I think having, the talk with your family ahead of time. I mean, I have a brother that doesn't live here. He lives in Arkansas. And so it's stressful to travel during the holidays and he's got two small children. And, and we're just like, look, let's just, we would love to see you. We will video time and we will show each other all of our presents and we will make some quality time where we can, but we'd rather see you when it's not stressful mm-hmm. for everyone. And I think having, but having that, cause he was stressed trying to get to us and we're like, okay, well don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> You don't need to stress over it so I think having the conversation on both sides is super important because it allows you to have that expectation ahead of time and mm-hmm. creates those boundaries and you can have that conversation of what's important like what if being here on Christmas was very important to him you know but we were like chill we're like we'll see you when we see you you know we had to have that conversation so expectations are everything they really are and I think so
1: much of the time we all need to lower our expectations for others around the holidays.
0: Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think
1: this can be a really large part of the frustration that people feel over the holiday season. Um, and it's often caused to their attachment to what people should be doing.
0: Yeah. The, the, what, what is quote unquote normal, Mm -hmm. what's expected in a family. Yeah. And I think,
1: you know, clear communication, of course, um, But I think a really, really big piece of this is making your expectations clear, um, for yourself and then talking to people about, yeah. And then talking to people about what, you know, what they want to accomplish and making sure you're on the same page, just like you were talking about with your family. So, um, and I think a big part, a big part of all of this is just, you guys, it's okay to say no, it's really, it's very okay to say no quite liberating sometimes right so good and you know there are a few (laughs) there are a few get-togethers so my my husband's family has I swear like six different family get-togethers for Christmas and (laughs) and now my son's birthday is mixed in there too and everybody lives like close enough together but just far enough away to where it has to be like a you know pretty big scheduled to do Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe three hours away, that sort of thing. And, and we're lucky because people often come out here because home base for a lot of them is, is where we live. And so we usually don't have to travel a ton, but man, it's so much time commitment. And there were a few get togethers that, um, my husband's family just expected us to be at over the years. And I was working in the food service industry and I would always work weekends and holidays. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there were quite a few when we were really young and married and going to college that we couldn't make it to. And that kind of set the precedent for me to literally be actually able to say no, because they just got used to me not being there. And we prioritized mm-hmm. the Christmas get togethers that we really wanted to be at. And so now,
0: you know, expectations are everything, man. Now that we
1: <laughs> now that we do live close and we have lots of flexibility in our jobs and autonomy I, now it's, now it's a choice. Like now it's a matter of actually saying no. And, uh, it's been an interesting process, but it's been quite liberating for us to be like, you know, that's just a annual event that we're just not going to be at because we don't actually want to. So.
0: Oh, that's so great. I think that that's a level of mental health that everyone needs to get to. And they can, sister. <laughs> they can, well, yeah, where they can confidently say, you know, with, with love and compassion I'm I'm not going to be there but I yeah. would love to see you in this capacity and you know this this is how I'll connect best with you in this situation cuz really large groups don't work well for a lot of people you know well, and, and even I mean even aside from
1: that like you don't have to tell anyone why you aren't going to be somewhere yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to make it this year. Right. Simply like, Oh, see, I see, this is like, this is it. I wouldn't even say I'm not going to make it this year. I would just say, because that implies next year I'll try to make it. (laughs) I would would literally be like, this is, you're so much nicer than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just literally (laughs) like, sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it. Have a wonderful time. Done. Because no, that's do you, wonderful do you know how many times I have put myself in a position where I said no but and then opened up my schedule to somebody when I didn't want to I used to do mm. that all the time all mm-hmm. the time but let me know if you want to grab coffee or let me know if you want it and I, I didn't even want that I didn't mm. even want it but I offered it up because I felt bad about saying no no longer You thought it was like
0: the polite thing to do yeah
1: no longer nope So, um, and he's empowered people watch out, just say no. Uh, (laughs) so, and, and honestly, this next point that I want to talk about is just, you know, it's okay to limit time with difficult family members or toxic people. You know, Mm, maybe you do, maybe you do have to see them, but it is totally okay to limit time. And I love when people say you don't like, you can't choose your family. And I'm like, who said that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who who is trying to tell you that you can choose your family. Um and you know, it's I think it's taken a lot of time and understanding of me being around people who um you know, it's not just, you know, only being with people who share your mindset or they have like a blind support of everything that you do, um but people who you like to do real life with and mm-hmm. who make you a better person. And help you to show up better for yourself and for your family and for them. And like, I have so many healthy relationships now that when I look at those toxic ones, I'm literally like, like, Ew, what were you doing? And it's so clear. (laughs) Like, Ew. (laughs) It's not quite Ew, but you know. Uh, and if if you if you feel like you've got some toxic relationships or you're not quite sure what that looks like for you, please go listen to our episode on toxic relationships. It's it's was one of my favorite episodes. It's episode I know. Fourteen. It's one of our most popular episodes, actually. Yeah. Um. And for good reason. I think I think navigating relationships can be so difficult. So. Oh, so
0: so true. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that it's also a matter of. Um, identifying those relationships was just something we cover in that episode because I think sometimes it can be rather sneaky it's like sneaks up on you like this relationship isn't good for me and sometimes it takes a while to figure that out yeah so in that my case, before like, you get to the holidays <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and in my case like 10 years is how long it took for me yeah. to uh, yeah. I mean so it's not always easy to see especially when you know, you're constantly excusing someone's behavior because you freaking love them so much. I mean, yeah, just because the relationship is toxic doesn't mean you don't have love for that person. Right.
0: So, yeah, it's just there needs to be some boundaries to protection. For protection yeah. I feel like relationships
1: so. are already hard. And then it just we just got into the space where it's like, OK, relationships are hard and now we have the holidays and those can <laughs> be hard, too. So had another layer Let's of hard off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about food for a, for
0: a couple minutes here. Yes, I, so Let's do it. <laughs> right, do you it. and food? Give it to me.
1: Right. So, <laughs> I think the holidays are a very um, difficult time. There are a lot of words thrown around that I feel can be very detrimental to our mental health and physical health, uh, and and we have so many, so much anxiety around food choices around the holidays, and you hear so much about like this food is good or this food is bad or this food is like um you know I'm or st- i was I'm, so bad or i holidays. was oh i was so bad or holiday weight gain or what i mean like just everybody just calm down okay um <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the holidays are a really good testament to the fact that if we all just spend time investing in our own self care and healthy habits and whatever that means for us. And sometimes that means having the pie at Thanksgiving. Like sometimes right. that's the self-care. And I another word that I really, really loathe is indulge. Like anything indulged, that's making mm-hmm. you feel bad. So much of food is making informed choices. And as long as your choice is informed, it's a freaking good choice. Like. There's no bad food. Yes. There just is food that makes you feel a certain way and other foods that make you feel differently. And and I'm talking about from like a physical it's perspective. it's different for every human being. Yes. Yeah. So I think I, the thing I do want to say about food, and, and we have an episode all about, I don't, Jen, if you can grab the number for me. Um, yeah. All about food choices around like social situations. Which we did in the summer, but it's totally applicable for the holidays. Um, and yeah, that's
0: episode number seven navigating seven. summer events and with dietary that was, restrictions. That was
1: early, early. That early. was early. Gosh. Um, but I think it's so important to just have realistic expectations about your food choices during the holidays. So, you know, if you're on a s- relatively strict plan, can you? Be um, less strict with
0: yourself over the holidays, or maybe just yeah. evaluate, How does that make you feel? Like, what does that do for you? Your your mental, physical. Yeah, health? because
1: if you're just beating yourself up the whole time because you're quote unquote not sticking to your protocol or your plan or your diet or whatever it is, this it's not going to be a positive experience for you. But if you step into yeah. a space where you're like, you know what, I'm gonna just be a less strict or i'm gonna bring more foods into the fold this holiday season and enjoy them and let them have their time in their place i mean there's so much you can just let go of by going through that process
0: no and for me it took me time to figure that out because for for me it probably took me three separate thanksgivings to realize that i had to just not partake in the martinellis (laughs) because we don't drink but we still toast oh so much sugar so I have him, uh, And I, you know, and for the longest time I was like, I don't drink soda. I don't like th- that stuff just makes me feel terrible, but I'm going to partake in the holidays because it's always been a family tradition. It's just something I want, I want to do. And finally, last Thanksgiving, I just said, I just, I'm going to bring my kombucha and pour it in my glass and <laughs> that's going to be my toasting, you know? And I, I think having that moment of just having all those things available, it, felt like self-care it felt like i still enjoy this drink i enjoy this kombucha very much and i'm still participating in we always have an we always have a toast at thanksgiving and i'm still participating in a way that makes me happy because i love traditions and um also last thanksgiving was the first thanksgiving that everyone that was in attendance at our thanksgiving had gluten-free somewhat paleo paleo ish (laughs) Uh, you know keto options like there was just a lot of options and everyone participated because everyone was there and it just felt so good for everyone to have what they wanted or needed in that space and there was no conversation of you know oh I'm just I'm I'm off diet right now or it was just no we're just we're enjoying this meal and last Thanksgiving was the first time it was like that and this Thanksgiving now I've got people already being like so you're going to make that that sweet potato casserole, right? <laughs> yeah. I
1: my my alternative stuffing recipe is by far the most popular thing at the Thanksgiving table besides I mean
0: pie desserts.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? And it always surprised me because people would be like, oh my gosh, this stuffing is, they just kept calling it different, but it was so good. And I was like, yeah, it just doesn't have bread. Like that's the only difference because that doesn't make <laughs> me feel very good. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, and just to go back to the discussion, even about Martinelli's, like Martinelli's isn't bad. It just is. No. It, has, it just doesn't work for me. Right. And it didn't make you feel great. And so you're making an informed choice to still participate in the toast or the enjoyment of a festive beverage, but you're making it work for you. And so yeah. there's, I think there's, you know, a million different approaches you can take to this, but so much of this is either, um, finding a way to still participate in a way that feels good to you and, or, um, participating in what everybody else is doing because you want to, you know, have your, have your gluten roll, have your pie, have your, whatever mm. it is, it doesn't matter. Um, you don't have to be so dogmatic about your food choices, uh, you know, but that being said, I personally like, I'd rather feel good the next day. Uh, and so I make certain choices and then I make other choices to, to partake in, you know, sh- I don't know, desserts and things like that. But if they're gluten free, I feel good. And yeah, I'm still having sugar and no, they're not going to be great for my blood sugar, but I can adjust course. And it's going to be a little bit easier on my body than having, cause
0: you had, you're making an informed choice. Yeah. For me, it's all about that power of knowledge. Like, do I understand so how is. my body does well?
1: And that's exactly it. It's understanding how you feel when you eat something and whether that choice is, is the one you want to make or not. So yeah. So I know, 100%. I know that's a really convoluted discussion around food, but I just, I, I really, I'm so, I'm just so over the, the good food bad food indulge that whole conversation i'm just not
0: interested in it anymore Yeah, so. 100%. Yeah. Diet culture is just icky in my opinion.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I feel like even being in my nutritional therapy space, I still have so much to learn about the way that I even say and approach things. So, mm-hmm. you know, you may hear me talking differently about eating in the early episodes versus now even because it's such a learning process to understand, you know, what words are triggering for other people and how to be sensitive around that, but also talk about what really matters around food. Uh, yeah. and you know, so much of the discussion that I try to have now is based on, you know, what can we add versus take away? Why, yeah. why are we always having, that's my favorite to, thing that you've taught me to cut mm-hmm. things out and take it away. Like, what can we add? That's incredibly nutritious. Cause you guess know
0: what, it's going to make less room for other things. So you may not have intentionally taking things out but choosing to have that uh, mindset of an abundance was such a mind shift for me and I'm so grateful you brought that to attention
1: well I mean I'm sure I didn't bring it there initially well for you me. learned it
0: probably from somewhere else but yeah you brought it to totally my attention, did. so you get credit for me yep <laughs> adding rather than
1: taking away for sure mm-hmm. so that actually so,
0: leads into self-care tell me what what are your thoughts around like holiday routines and traditions and things like that what do you what what's gonna help us manage our holiday stress during traditions I guess
1: yeah I think it's really difficult to keep a routine around the holidays I think that (laughs) I think that is a feat in and of itself but for me I kind of choose like two or three non-negotiable self-care tasks that I will not let go of even if I'm uh on vacation even if it's an off day or my husband is off of school or we have a family event or whatever, I'm Mm -hmm. still going to stick to a few things. And for me, that's often, um, exercise. That's not going to be a negotiable thing. I'll pull out of my, my schedule. I'm just going to keep doing that. Cause for me, if I, I'm so all or nothing, if I stop doing it, then it's like three months later and I'm like, Oh, why did I stop working out? Just cause I didn't work out (laughs) that one day.
0: What's wrong with you? (laughs) What day is
1: it? Where am I? What's happening? What (laughs) are we in a time warp? Um, (laughs) but that's just me. And, and then, you know, another, a few other pieces of self of self-care is, um, really, uh, being very, very specific about how I want to spend my time and intentional. So I will look forward. And I know this doesn't sound like self-care to a lot of people, but it's, it's almost like (laughs) Mm self-preservation. I will, I will look forward and in my calendar, say, okay, what are the traditions and experiences that are the most important to me in the holiday season and the most important to my immediate family and prioritize those in my schedule. And then I will literally anything else that conflicts with that. I I'm like, sorry, it's not going to work. I, you know, we're prioritizing this thing. Um, and I try to be flexible as flexible as I can, but I think, If I don't make time for myself and my family and those traditions and experiences that we love, um, then we're not going to even experience the holiday in in the way that we want to. So that's kind of just taking back that power is another piece of self-care that that I won't give up. Uh, And then. Another one is, uh, you know, just like listening to a bit of a podcast or a book each day that helps with like my personal development and self-care. But I try to do that while I'm doing a self-care task, like taking a bath or going for a walk. And Mm -hmm. so I can kind of couple up two self-care activities together. And then I've got that association too. So I'll almost always do one when I do the other, which is really nice.
0: Yeah. I think that it's important to, uh, have those conversations with yourself about what self-care is to you before you get to like a stressful season too. So if you guys haven't had a chance to have that conversation with yourself, do it. <laughs> do it quick. Do it I think, quick. Yeah, do it quick cuz and and I think this is always going to be an ongoing thing for me because what feels like self-care for me sometimes it shifts throughout different times of the year like this this part of the year, it's it's about creating space for myself when I can, where I can and mm. just not budging like like I'm going to have that collagen drink and I'm going to make time for it. And yes, I recognize my kids haven't had breakfast yet, but <laughs> I have to have this <laughs> so I can be, you know what I mean? Does I have to have put this on moment and... put
1: on your mask first?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh my yes, goodness. exactly. So I think prioritizing yourself really is a huge part of feeling good. to be able to show up for other people. Yes. So yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. Thank you. Um, I think, I think that's just it, you know, honoring, honoring your own needs and your own self care throughout this time is, is everything it's difficult to do. I know it's a season of giving, but again, like you, you can't pour for an empty cup. I know that's like, it's turning into a cliche to even say that in our health and wellness space now, Uh, but you know, you, you really need to continue to take care of yourself through, through this very busy season of life in a time where we're so focused on giving and helping others, which I think is wonderful. And frankly, we should probably be focused on that a lot. But we need to, um, you know, give, give and nourish ourselves in that process as well. And that so,
0: that phrase "done is better than perfect." Oh my gosh, has yes. been my mantra for this year, and it might carry in through next year too. <laughs> well, I <laughs> like think it's just been so good for my psyche.
1: I think there's so much value in honoring imperfection, and instead of striving per, for perfection, like strive for good enough. Uh, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do and be everything to everyone including ourselves (laughs) and when does that ever really work out
0: (laughs) no it really doesn't never never Mm -hmm. no we're
1: all imperfect beings and we all fall short and it's something that when you are able to just just embrace that imperfection and almost celebrate it You come to a place where you can be in so much more genuine relationship with other people and with yourself and live a life that just feels so much more meaningful and
0: present than just this constant, yeah, than just this constant grind. My husband, bless him, I'm going on this journey that I'm allowing other people to do things. (laughs) What is that called? Is that called
1: delegating?
0: I, yes, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, and i never considered myself a control freak until I had an absolute like meltdown not too long ago, a couple months ago, realizing that I was doing too much. I was doing all the things and it was necessary at one point. Cause you know, sometimes in your life, you go in these seasons where you, you are in this crisis moment where you're just kind of making do, you're mm-hmm. figuring it out. And then I never let it go. Like, I never let go of all the things that I was doing to, to manage that moment in time and it went on for years and all of a sudden I woke up and realized that I was stressing myself out for no reason and I had all this support but I wasn't allowing them to just take over and yesterday was a good indication of this and I don't know if anybody else goes through this but hopefully this hits home for some people because so my kids have a lot of food needs, right? And... My daughter's class is having a feast. They can't call it Thanksgiving because they're not celebrating anything, but they're having a feast, right? So they're having a feast and they're making stew and cornbread and they're having pumpkin pie. And I was just like, that's so cool. I went and helped yesterday and we did the cornbread and I realized... I didn't realize that they were making cornbread until I got there yesterday, but they were making it, baking it, and eating it the next day, so it's today. And so after I volunteered in her class, I went, okay, I need to go home and make some gluten-free cornbread for her, and got all the supplies that I needed, and um, had some things that I really needed to take care of what, on my business side that, that was very time-sensitive. I needed to take care of it, and my wonderful husband was just like, I got dinner, just show me show me what needs to be done and I was like hey all this this is all this is the meal plan for the evening you know go but I also need this cornbread to be made (laughs) and uh he didn't make the cornbread (laughs) and I had handed it off to him and just literally was like okay because part of my problem was I was handing things off to people and then I was still managing them
1: no that's not fully handing it off
0: exactly and like the stress levels were still there even though i wasn't physically doing the task i was managing it and i just didn't realize i was doing that and uh i realized recently so i let it go and i gave it to him and i literally just brain dumped just it's it's now his responsibility i handed the ball off to him and the the meal was kind of complicated and it was very time sensitive he probably would have had to do the cornbread after the meal was over and that was bedtime and I get it. Totally get it. I didn't think anything of it. I literally mentally handed it off to him and I woke up this morning and I went, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that just
1: didn't get done.
0: And I was just, oh, and so um, flew out of bed. and I don't know how I did this. I multitasked making their lunches while making the cornbread and sticking in the oven and doing our normal routine in a very short period of time and was able to hand these little mini cornbread muffins off to her, very warm still. I had to stick them on the back porch to cool off because they were too hot to put in anything (laughs) and I was able to hand it off to her and I was like, yes, I did that. But I had to have that conversation with my husband where I said, I'm not trying to stress you and I don't want you to feel bad, but this is part of my healing journey. (laughs) And like, Letting go of these responsibilities and truly handing them off because I knew that if I just let it go, I would creep back into that state where I was just trying to do all the things because I was, you know, yeah, the meal was stressful last night. Yeah, it was, he wasn't planning on doing it. And, I, you know, probably could have handled it a different way, but I, I mentally handled it off to him. And that form of self-care is really important to me. And I didn't realize it until recently. Mm -hmm. So if somebody else is going through that moment where they need to let go of responsibility and mentally truly hand things off to people, just know it's a journey. If you're, you know, a little bit of a control freak like I was, and I do not have never thought of myself as a control freak, but I have been, I have been, and I haven't been just, you totally are. (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm such a cool now, Cassie can that. You
1: totally are.
0: (laughs) I am. I am. Um, And I've never thought of myself of that until recently. And I'm like, oh. Well, and I mean,
1: (laughs) it's the thing is you want guaranteed outcomes. And the only person we've, you know, been taught that the only person we can rely on is ourselves. And... For things to be done the way we want them done, which doesn't mean that yeah. they won't get done. It just means they won't get done the way we want them done. So I, there's yeah. a, a lot of my letting a go, letting go in delegation, especially during times of stress has been literally being like, okay, it's okay if this laundry doesn't get folded the way I want it to be or put away in the right mm. place.
0: It sounds silly, but it's something that has to be let go of. Like, I'm, I feel I'm, you. I'm, I'm
1: the same way.
0: <laughs> I'm the same I way. I feel you. Have you seen those but, memes of uh, the dishwasher no. where the, the women come back in and they rearrange it after their husband does it? <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah.
1: I mean, my husband would probably rearrange it after I did. Cause he, <laughs> he has this like overarching level of efficiency that has to happen mm-hmm. at all times.
0: I mean, it's, it's a lot. So <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> it's but a lot. My husband's like the master Tetris stacker packer, all those things. But it's like that meme just encapsulates a lot of what's happening in other areas of my life. Like, like I need to be okay to let my kids learn how to do things badly so they can learn to do things better. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And that's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And allowing husbands to who want to participate in making meals and meal planning and understanding because I've been I've had such an iron grip on our food for years because it's been so complex and there was career changes and job changes over the years. And it was just easier on his stress level if I handled it and I've just reached a breaking point where I need to just hand it off. Yep. You need and to it's, delegate I, it out and I need to be okay with how he cooks things and <laughs> how it's served and all the silly things that I didn't realize I had all these control issues over the first step is recognizing it and I'm recognizing it and I'm acknowledging out loud on my podcast. So (laughs) now you have
1: to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) If you guys didn't know, this was just our outward form of accountability for ourselves. Yeah. We're crowdsourcing accountability. We're both obligers.
0: Uh, But but that that can be a huge part of the holidays is letting go of, you know the stress of like decorating things perfectly and meals, perfectly. Yeah, meals being perfect everything yeah. looking exactly so yep it's- christmas cards being perfect like mm-hmm. all the things that were you know over the years and we and we love and we enjoy but you have to be okay with just your own form of self-care is loving certain things that you know you can love like form of self-care for me was starting my holiday decorating sooner because I do love the decorations but it's really freaking stressful to try to do it all in one day so I'm spreading it out this year good for you you know just realizing where my stress levels lie has been really important for me because my body is like just you need to chill out you're done you're all done. Mm, Yes. So So I,
1: yeah, I think so, so much of it just has to keep coming back to this concept of, of striving for good enough and really letting go of the pressure around the holidays and just allowing yourself to enjoy how wonderful this time of year can be. And I know it's not an easy time of year for everybody. Trust me. I know, but I think making making the most of it means putting boundaries around it it means putting yourself first it means letting go of all that anxiety and crud around food it means which is you know a lot easier said than done by the way and uh and saying no you know it's there's it's uh, this time of year can be so so stressful because of what we allow and so Mm -hmm. I'm in the business of not allowing a lot (laughs) so that I have no stress around it (laughs) yeah so but that it's been it's been a process for sure so i hope that this episode has been helpful for everyone and a helpful discussion hopefully giving you a little bit of permission to like take a step back and take a look at what is very very important to you right now and what you want to focus on moving in the next couple of weeks christmas is right around the corner Mm -hmm. and um Yeah, you guys prioritize some self-care, take good care of yourself, and and enjoy. Yes, yeah. enjoy. Happy holidays, you guys.
0: Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com, or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.